You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good afternoon and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon and good night is because we are lucky enough to be heard on Radio Italia Uno every Monday from 2 till 3 on 87.6 FM. And thank you very much to all our regular listeners here in Adelaide. And of course, good morning, good afternoon and good night is because there are people now listening to this on podcast. Thanks to Ron and Karen from Podcast City. And because of them, we have now podcasted and you can hear it on the podcast anytime you like and you repeat it anytime you like. And we are currently in over 40 countries. So thank you to all our listeners. And more importantly, thank you to everybody that's sharing this program. We've had some fantastic guests on this program. And every week we have guests on the program and I get messages now from all over saying thank you very much or that was really good and um, a lot of people say it's like reading a motivational book every week. Some people say they, you know, they're so lucky to have been over to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. And and today here in the, in the studio, you can listen to this podcast over and over again, and um, you know, give us feedback. We've had people from Kuala Lumpur this week who have um, joined the, the, our radio listening group and also um, hear it on the podcast and. Uh, We've had lots of people following, so thank you to the people who keep sharing it and the followers. Uh, thank you the people who've joined recently. Um, we've had people from the Cameroons. We've had people from uh, Ghana. We've had more people um, from Kenya. And, uh, you know, last week I mentioned Uruguay. Well, <laughs> we've got uh, people in Uruguay. We've got more people now because they shared it with part of their friends and family. And there's a business group um, in America now, who um, meet weekly and, and discuss business and business ideas. And it was really interesting. This guy um, actually contacted me and said, look, I've come across this podcast and we were very keen and we shared the idea at our business meeting. So, you know, it's really good. Now, I've asked him to send me some stuff and we've actually spoken already uh, one night through a guy from Canada and uh, we're going to speaking to somebody from uh, America. We, st- we spoke to somebody from Chicago not that long ago. And we've got more people um, lined up who are special guests, uh, you know. And here in the studio today, we are so lucky because we actually have Ed Sanders with us. And Ed Sanders is um, quite an interesting story because he's been around for a long time, you know, like, uh, like they say um, – he started a business a long, long, long time ago in the tough times. He went right through the tough times and survived. And um, we're going to talk to Ed shortly uh, about how he survived, what he did, and uh, what encouraged him to start the business. And But more importantly than that, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. And this is why this program is being spread and shared, because it doesn't matter what town, what village, or what, you know, place you are at at the moment, you can start a business that can become an international business. Now, Adelaide in South Australia has always been known as the back town you know, of Australia and the little town of Australia, but Ed started a business here in South Australia that became an international business. And that's what we're trying to encourage everybody to do. So it doesn't matter where you are or where you're from, you can also start a business that can grow and become an international business. Ed, Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for coming in today. Um, 
Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. That you you um, originally Polish background. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you were born here. No, I was but born in Germany. You were born in Germany from Polish parents, and then yeah. then you came out here as a child. Four years old. Four years old. See, there you go. So, see, immediately most of Australians will relate to that because, uh, you know, two-thirds or more are migrants, you know, or parents that have come from overseas, you know, and uh, Australia was settled, uh, obviously, all migrants. But, uh, you know, from the age of four that you came out here, what sort of motivated you? At what age did you realize that you wanted to go into business, you know? Um about the age of 16. About the age of 16? Yeah. So at that age of 16, you decided that you wanted to start your own business? Yes, but I didn't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> Everybody out there that's listening was in that same boat. That's why it's so important. So what you're going to share today will help somebody say, well, if he could do it when he was 15 or 16, I can start doing it now. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You know, I think that you can start a business or think of starting a business. Now, tell me something. This is probably just as important. What motivated you to think about starting a business? What what inspired you to do that? Well, I started uh, doing a little bit of work for a um, uh, bottle collector yes. on our street. Yes. And uh, every Saturday, I would go on a truck with him mm-hmm. and I got to know all of Adelaide. Yes. <laughs> That's good. And I saw a lot of beautiful houses, properties. Okay. So what what happened is, so when you were younger, right, at 14, you, yeah. you went around with a bottle collector, a person who used to, now, for those people that don't know, years and years ago, we used to have people in a truck or a horse-drawn carriage, and they'd come up the street on a weekend usually and say, bottles, bottles, empty bottles. And they'd collect bottles from you and they would pay you like a cent or two or equivalent to a penny or two those days. And <laughs> and then um, so you went and worked with this bottle collector. Yeah. So there you are. There's a business that's no longer around. But in some countries they still do. And I know that here in, in Australia or in South Australia, we have recycling of bottles yeah. And the scouts and uh, different charities do go around collecting bottles. But <laughs> so that inspired you by working with somebody else and seeing a lot of things. Because look, you were an immigrant. You lived in one particular uh, suburb. Yes. And uh, I was getting around everywhere and having a look at things. Wow. And, and you uh, you start. Uh, thinking of where can I go? Yeah. What can I do? I don't have the money. Yes. I was only 16, 17, you know, and shortly the army came up. Yes. Well, I wanted to go to the army. (laughs) So you joined the army? No, they joined me. Oh, that's when they had recruiting. That's (laughs) right. That's correct. They were recruiting people to go to Vietnam and inscriptions. Yeah, and they were the Three uh, most uh, happiest day of my life. Yep. So you you actually went to Viet uh, you went to Vietnam. No. First of but, all, I went to um, Malaysia. Yes. And then when I came back, I went over to Vietnam for about uh, nine months. Okay. So Ed, you went to Vietnam and uh, you did a tour of duty there. And what what happened when you came back? 
what did you do? At what stage did you think of starting your business? Or About two years later. Yeah. I had to look around what I wanted to do, get a job in the meantime. Mm-hmm. I got in with the main Nicholas in the export division. Right. And uh, because I was already overseas, I knew different types of areas, the countries and so on. Right. It made it easier until somebody uh, knew what I was doing and a company called ROH, yes. the wheel company, the biggest wheel company in Australia, here in Adelaide, yes. gave me a job. Right. So you actually worked for ROH for a while, yep. which are wheel manufacturing and... Yes. Yep. And then from there, you decided to start your own right. manufacturing? I went to another company. Yep. And another one. Yeah. And from the third one, I ended up thinking that I can do the same and better Mm -hmm. because I had three different companies that I was... Was working with, yeah. Working with. Yes. I said, I can do better. (laughs) You know... Yeah, well, that's true. That's that's the thing. That's what most entrepreneurs do. They look at, they've learned from other companies. Correct. They've seen what other people have done, and then they said, "Well, you know, the reason for doing this, and why are they doing the same old, same old? How can we improve? I think I can do better." So you start up your own thing. That's the, you know, that's straight out of the horse's mouth sort of thing, you know. And you think you know it all. Yeah, you, you think. <laughs> well, I often say that sometimes people say, oh, look, any idiot can run this business, any idiot can do this, and then what happens is they become the idiot running the business. <laughs> so, you know, but but you actually had the intention of setting up a business uh, way, way earlier. Brilliant. So you you were looking for opportunities. You were you had the, your radar out. You, you're looking for that. So this is what I'm encouraging other people to do. If you're thinking of starting a business, don't just go, I'm going to start this business. Look at what other businesses you can start. Look at what other things you can do and learn from others. You know, And that's the best way to do it because then when you do start your own business, you make less mistakes. Well, a lot of people, when, once they start their own business, mm-hmm. Uh, spend the money on new cars, everything, you know, <laughs> and they go bankrupt Yes, <laughs> two years later. Yes. Well, the, the thing is that there is a, a track record of most people, most businesses fail within the first five years, and a lot of them fail within the first two or three years. And when they fail, they fail with big debts, you know, and that's where because they haven't learned from others, they haven't used the knowledge that other people have. Well, many people have asked me that, and I say, I had a dream. Yes. And the dream told me that I had to work harder Mm -hmm. and harder. (laughs) I don't like those dreams. They become nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for 42 odd years. Yes. (laughs) It was a nightmare. Yeah. But but in the end, it became uh, a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working... Six days a week, 12 hours a day. Right. But see, for you, that wasn't work, was it? No. No, that's what I was saying before when we were talking earlier, that some people go to work and, you know, dredge going to work. You know, some people go to work and actually enjoy what they're doing. And that's what happened with me. Yeah. And my family couldn't understand it. 
Yeah, well, that's obviously a, a, a problem when people say, "Oh, well, we, you know, why are you always working?" And you say, "Well, I'm working for the family," and they say, "Well, we'd rather have you home," you know, <laughs> but they don't say no to the money. <laughs> You've hit it right on the nose. <laughs> yes, yeah. So tell me, like, when you first started, uh, how big did you grow straight away? In the first uh, twelve months, I ended up employing seven people. Right. Within about. Two and a half years, yeah. it was about 17. Right. And then it progressed each year, about another five or ten, ten. people. Yeah. And it got up to a stage after about five, uh, ten years, yeah. I was up in the 40 yeah. mark. And then um, my uh, people, the people that I used to work for, mm-hmm. started giving me some of their job work. Yeah. Because they couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't handle it. Yes. So I made sure that I gave them the best that I could. Mm-hmm. And uh, half of my work yeah. was from the different companies. So really, you, you picked up work from the companies you were working for originally. Correct. Uh, that's, that's, that also tells a lot about you, but also tells about the fact that when you're working for somebody, don't know, or don't always knock them, don't always, you know, leave on good terms. That's the, uh, that's the key thing, key isn't tr- it? Yeah. Cause I've, I've been a consultant for a long time and most people know, and all they do is criticize their bosses, criticize the systems, criticize this, that, and the rest of it. And if they do leave, they normally leave on bad terms. So, you know, they would never come back and get, recommendations or something like that but listen we've got to take a break because our time's up and we'll uh, come back straight after this thank you very much foodland's proudly owned by south australian families like mine our stores are our second home and just like home we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit thankfully our customers have always acted like mighty south aussies when shopping with us which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the mighty South Aussies, yeah! Yo, ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar stone, Unique Stone. Granito, Marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone benchtops to your kitchen, bathroom or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, que stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 87.6 FM Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 
You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to Radio Italia Uno. And please, please, like I keep saying every week, please support the people that support us. So if you're in Adelaide at any time and you you have a product or a service or anywhere around Australia or for that matter, anywhere in the world, that you have a product or service that you'd like us to advertise for you here in Australia, please let us know. Get in touch with the radio station. Let us know. And we're offering very, very, very good rates for uh, promotion and publicity. Now, of course, this month we've got our Radiothon, which has officially started a week or so ago. And um, this is where we ask you to support us. We need your donation to keep this radio station going. We have a wonderful cast of people here who are all volunteers and they all help out to play your music, talk to you and listen to your phone calls. So please, if you want to keep chatting to us, listening to our podcasts, listening to our radio shows, please donate. Help us any way you can by any donation will help us to keep the uh, station going. And of course, more importantly... Um, we will play the music you want to play. We bring the programs we can to support you. So please either ring us on during the show on the phone number, which is 82123599. Um, talk to the presenters on while the show is going. Or, of course, just ring the office on Radio Italia Uno Adelaide. And our office number is 82123177. Radio Italia Uno, and this is our radiothon where we ask you to help us because we're always here to help you in any way we can. And the reason why I bring Happy Business Radio to you every week and our special guest is because I want to encourage more and more people to start their own businesses. I want to encourage more and more people to have a happy business because unfortunately a lot of people go to work and are not happy. A lot of people go to work and they're working because they have to rather than because they want to. And of course, if you were doing what you wanted to do and you were working in your own business, it would be like having a hobby that turned into a business. And I think Ed epitomizes the fact that he used to work, you know, 12, 15 hours a day. But Ed, you always loved it. I did. Yeah. Because I designed many of the wheels. Yes. So you actually made... For the people listening, we you made wheels, right? From aluminium. Yeah, from aluminium. Yeah. So aluminium wheels or rims. Correct. And, and you made rims for cars and rims for trucks and everything, but also for motorbikes. Correct. Harley-Davidson motorbikes, to yeah. be exact. So if you've got a Harley-Davidson with alloyed wheels, as they call them, aluminium wheels, they would have been made here in Adelaide from Ed's factory. So, Ed, tell me... Like, your your business became an international business from little old Adelaide, you know. Yes. And and this is what everybody says. But, you know, if you can survive in Adelaide, you can survive anywhere. And if you can conquer Adelaide, you can conquer the world. And obviously you did because your business, you had over 70 employees at different times. You grew bigger and the rest of it. But you had a, an international market. Well, the international market. You sold to... Uh, people in Japan, you sold to people in Asia, you sold to people in America. You know, Harley Davidson bought your tyres or your rims specifically. Yep. England, France, yes. I- Italy, yes. Southeast Asia. Yeah, now if that's not a credit to you, what is? You know, and people think, oh, what? From Adelaide? Yep. You know, they think it's a big American company or big Chinese company or big European company. And here we are, 
little old Adelaide, and we're selling to all the world. And the Japanese were coming across and buying our product. Yes. South America. Mm. I mean, this is a credit to you. It really is. And it's a credit to South Australia. And I think it's an untold story. And that's why I'm glad you're here to tell us how somebody from Adelaide can grow a multi-international business. So what attracted you to, or what inspired you, should I say, to go to the international market? Uh, to get more of the market that mm-hmm. I could produce the wheels here. Yeah. Because the other five uh, wheel manufacturers, yeah. in, they had already cornered the market. Right. I had to go in there bit by bit mm-hmm. to... Overtake. Overtake. Yeah. And when they saw the product that I was putting out, yeah. out uh, they came to me and said, listen, can you do, do some work? Yeah. Because we, we can't uh, do all the work that we've had to do for General Motors, mm-hmm. Mitsubishi, you know, Ford and so on, like ROH. Yes. We're doing 80,000 80, wheels a month. Wow. Yep. And how many wheels were you making a month? Uh, 20,000 a month. So you were, you were making over 20,000 yes. wheels a month? Yes. Wow, that's, that's quite good for a little factory with, you know, the workers you had. Now, the other thing you told me, uh, that how you um, went used to go to all the trade fairs and shows. The, the government, Commonwealth government, had a department, mm-hmm. and you know, they said, oh, there's a trade show going on let's say, Saudi Arabia right. or Singapore or all their places, and you'd put a, uh, a request in. Request in, And I would, every so often, about twice a year, we'll go to these uh, shows. shows. Yep. And you start getting orders. Yes. And uh, occasionally somebody would come up and say, oh, look, uh, I want... 10,000 wheels like this over three months. Yeah. Uh, sort of blows you away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you come back and you've got to put more machinery. Mm. But I was fortunate that I was in good... Uh, uh, financial position. No, not financial. That was the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with some of the other companies. Yes. And in particular, one particular company, guy called uh, company called Globe Wheels, mm-hmm. their engineer used to design all the wheels for the car manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day he said, "Ed, you're looking at buying a new CNC machine." Yeah, but I don't know. He said, "Ed, we've got this, this, and this. They're all shit." Yeah. But. Take this one, and you'll never have any problems. And I ended up with twelve machines. Wow! Um, working day and night, and each machine was about a quarter of a million dollars each. It's a big investment into a business. I didn't have the money. Yeah, <laughs> the bank, the bank did. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the, the fact is, you invested into your business. Yes, and that's what you said earlier on in the program as well. You said a lot of people would go out and. Uh, as soon as they made any money, they'd buy themselves a new car or a new boat or a new house <laughs> instead of reinvesting it into the business. And that's one thing, like I mentioned before, with Ron, you know, I admire the fact that Podcast City is doing so well, but 
not, not only that, Ron is reinvesting in his business and growing his business. He's yep. starting, you know, and growing, you know, very, very well. And and that's what you did. So then you attracted people. You you had a story the other day where we were speaking. You you said about how the Japanese chap came over and said to you, oh, I know you, you bought a lot of our machinery, but we've never met. That's correct. Oh, I know of you. <laughs> no, and that was the... Um, chairman mm. of the company yep. in Japan, and they were employing something like uh, 20,000 employees. Wow, that's a big company. <laughs> yeah, the company is uh, Akuma. Akuma? Yeah. Like Kuma Tires. Yeah. Uh, or Kuma. Um, uh, machinery. Yeah, machinery, yeah. And that, look, they were cheaper than the other ones. Yep. They were twice as good. Oh, wow. And we never had any problems mm-hmm. from for a period of uh, 30-odd years. Sheesh. See, that's good. So the fact is that when you invest in your company, when you invest in yourself, you've got to make sure that you invest in the right place. Like you said, your friend who was an engineer said, that this machine's good, this machine's good, but if you buy this one, you haven't having trouble at all. Exactly. So you, you get advice from the right people. Because I helped him out a couple of times to do special wheels mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and we always got on well. Um, also with RIH, yeah, I always uh, got on well with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Magnum wheels, that was the other big one. All oh, right, yeah, and that's interesting. But they were all here in Adelaide. All here in Adelaide. And what about the interstate companies? Did, are there other companies interstate that made alloyed wheels? Really, to be quite frank, they were all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's interesting because the fact is, here in Adelaide, we had four or five companies that were making alloyed wheels and aluminium wheels. Five. Five companies, right? Big companies. Each yeah. one of them was a very big company, and yours included. But I'm saying is that they, if you're making 80,000 tires a month, uh, wheels a month, that's a pretty big company. Yep. And the fact is, interstate, they weren't even competing with us. No. They had no competition. <laughs> ROH were making uh, 80,000 alloy wheels. Yes, plus. Not, not to mention yes. about 150,000 steel wheels. Yes, yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm saying this now so that people, doesn't matter where you are, whatever country you're in, you know, or wherever place you're in, you can understand that Adelaide is a very small city. You know, we've got less, well, back then we had less than a million people. We've only got just over a million and a half now or close to a million and a half people now. But so, you know, it's not a big, big place. And yet we had five of the biggest wheel manufacturing companies in all of Australia. They were based here in Adelaide or they grew here in Adelaide. But more importantly, they grew here and expanded to other parts of the world. So this is what we're trying to encourage people to do. We'll come back after this because we need to take another break. But thanks, Ed. Hang on a minute. We'll come straight back with Ed. When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. 
Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232-3006 to book. Or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, proprietary limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts, plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio here every Monday from 2 till 3. And of course, on podcast, on Podcast City, on Spotify or any of the, however you get your thing, just Happy Business Radio. And you can share it with as many people as you like. And the more you share it with, the happier you'll make everybody. Look, I'm here every week and I'm here to help you grow your business. I'm here to help you be happy in the business that you're in. I'm here to help you with any consultancy that you require. And like I always say, if I can't help you, I know who can. Um, I have a lot of friends who are consultants, both here and overseas. And of course, nowadays with Skype, Zoom and all these other uh, computer systems, we can sort of um, talk to you at, at a very inexpensive uh, rate. And of course, you can hear us and uh, we can send emails to each other and we can quickly help you find the right consultant. Now, I was just talking to Ed while the commercial break was on, of course. And of course, like I keep saying, when you hear a commercial on our program, please go to the business. And when you're there, say, hey, I heard you on Radio Italia Uno. They'll be pleased that you their advertising is working and you'll be pleased because their prices are usually fantastic. So... And if you go to some places, they even give you an extra cup of coffee or they uh, give you extra service with a smile. Now, listen, I have Ed Zanders here with me. He um, 
you know, when he was 15 or 16, he wanted to start his own business. That's when he first thought of starting his own business. So, you know, I admire that because a lot of people get to much, much older and have no idea what they want to do with their life. But he had the idea that he wanted to start a business. He didn't start a business straight away. He got a job. He worked part-time. He did other things. And then he joined the army traveled around a bit and then realized that the world was a bigger place than just Adelaide <laughs> and when the then he got a job with a, a company who was a, an international company as well and but then he started his own business making rims aluminium rims for cars and uh, you know whatever and then of course he ended up with uh, a big contract with Harley Davidson where he made all the Harley Davidson motorbike wheels ed you were in business for a long time you know and you employed a lot of people and obviously what's some of the best advice you can give somebody who's in business now or somebody who's thinking of starting a business think of a way to keep your employees uh, instead of uh, going backwards and forwards though giving in notice mm -hmm. what i did was uh, after about 10 years, I got onto a, I ended up giving people a four-day week. Oh, okay. Okay? Yep. 38 hours in four days. Mm -hmm. At first they screamed, and then they wouldn't be without it. <laughs> it was a, a long weekend every weekend. Yes. And, you know, they might have got... Look, I also... Can, the company was doing very well, and I was paying uh, all my employees about 10% more than the, the, yeah, the, the union yeah. demanded. Mm -hmm. And we, get on, we got on very well with the unions. Yeah. It was like, we give a little bit, you give a little bit. We yeah. never used to argue. Yeah. <laughs> and they used to put me onto a lot of things that... Mm -hmm. Nobody else knew about what was happening through the industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. So listen, the other thing you were saying, that, like, what was the thing that kept you going? You said about consultancy before, you know, take advice. Who do you take advice from? Anybody and everybody. And sooner or later, you, just have a, you find out that some advice is crappy. Yeah. <laughs> but others, you start to think about it. Mm. And uh, being in your own business, you go to bed, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, you're still thinking about these things. Yeah, you don't switch off, do you? You, you never switch off. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when you're in business, you're in business. It's not a nine-to-five job. You know, <laughs> when you run the business, you're actually running it continuously. You know, I, I was a salesman for many, many years, and I would think, well, where's my next client coming from? You know, and I would be talking to people thinking, oh, he'd be a nice client or he'd be a nice client, you know. And I was lucky I could pick my clients, you know. I, it's not like a shop where you, you open the door and whoever comes in, you have to serve. When somebody told me that, I thought, oh, that's good. I've got the opportunity. I don't have to sell to this guy or I don't have to sell to this lady. I can pick the lady that I sell to and I can pick the businessman I sell to. And I know that some people were quite rude when you went in there and said oh look i'd like to talk to you about insurance or i'd like to talk to you about this or that they go oh, piss off get out of here you know and then they'd kick you out or they'd be quite rude and and argue with you about why do i need that for you know and i think okay thank you you don't bye <laughs> and they go huh 
And I, I remember one guy actually called me back once. Hang on a minute, come back here. <laughs> but so you were saying how you take advice from a lot of people. Yeah. So are these consultants or just people saying, "Hey, Ed, you should be doing this. You should be doing that." No. <laughs> all my employees. Yeah. Became almost like, or well, a lot of them became friends. Mm-hmm. But yet I was. Uh, but yet I was. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Uh, strict with yeah. them. Yeah. And sometimes you had to yell a little yeah. bit at somebody. But five minutes after that, I'd be they'd be talking to me, yeah. and I would be talking to them yeah. like nothing happened. Yeah. So you're telling me, as a boss, you actually listen to your employees. Yes. Wow, there's a novelty. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me then, as a boss, you also let people come to you and say, hey, Ed, we could do this or we could do that? Sometimes they yeah. were a lot stronger words. <laughs> 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 and I never used to take offence to them. Yes. Because they had one point of view. Yes. And uh, being the boss, you can never be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can always be wrong in their eyes. But see, this is interesting because I, as a consultant, as a business consultant, I talk to people, I talk to businessmen, and I say, you know, let me do a, a business needs analysis where I go in and I interview the, the staff, you know, if, depending how many or if there's a lot of people there, I'll interview a cross-section of the staff, you know, and I ask everybody exactly the same question, exactly the same question. And then I find out that I go back to the boss and say, here's your report. I don't say John said this and Mary said that. I'll say, this was the question I asked and this is the answer we got. This is the question we asked and this is the common answer. So the boss then has to say, oh, wow, is that what's going on? Because a lot of time the boss doesn't know. You know, he's not really told. You know, the people complain about him behind his back, but nobody's got guts enough to go up and tell him or her. I spend uh, the first hour from mm. about 7 o'clock to about, Eight eight thirty, in my office, mm-hmm. coming through the mail and faxes and everything else. Yeah. The rest of the time, mm-hmm. I was in the factory. Yeah. Going round and round, uh, having a look at. Oh, I had a a great foreman, mm-hmm. very good. He used to ta- tell me off sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he should. L- leave him alone. I've sorted all all out. Yeah. <laughs> But you had to listen to people, advise them. Mm-hmm. Quite often people would come at lunchtime or after work, mm-hmm. family, business, things like that. Yeah. I used to say, well, the, let me put my... Business uh, hat on. No, no, the, the collar. The, oh, the priest collar The priest collar. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can confess. You confess <laughs> what happened. <laughs> but... Uh, they're they're all human. Yeah. Okay. Look, we'll we'll come back. We'll take a break. But before we do, I just want to remind everybody that this month is our radiothon. Please, we are here to support you, and we we want your support now. We need your support. We need some money to run this station. We need money to for the overheads, power, electricity, and everything else, and it's all going up. So, if you want to keep listening to this wonderful radio station, who plays wonderful music, listens to you, and we play the songs that you request. Of course, and our many, many volunteers that help out at the radio station, please donate. 
any donation is well worth it and we we appreciate it we really do and you can ring us during our programs so during the show you can ring up any of the presenters and the phone number for that is 82123599 and of course if you want to ring our office at any time ring our office leave a message if some nobody's there but our number is 82123177 very easy number 82123177 so please support the people that support us and give us a call and give us a donation thank you very much Are you looking for an Italian restaurant that boasts cuisine inspired by the Amalfi Coast and the Campania region? Introducing Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria. Boasting classically trained Italian chefs, recreating wonderful culinary memories of your last visit back home. Italian food that takes your breath away. Squid ink pasta allo scoglio. Spaghetti vongola. Napolitana pizza. This wonderful addition to Adelaide's flourishing Italian culture opens on Monday, March the 21st for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And Lombra can cater for all of your celebrations, christenings, birthdays, family gatherings and private functions. Enjoy the food, the wine and wonderful service and leave the rest to Davida and Fabio. Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria. 15 Charles Street, Westlakes. Email to book chow at lombra.com.au. That's C I A O at lombra.com.au. Or call Davida 0417 65. It's an experience you will never forget. Our independence is everything. Brazier Mobility has been creating independence for people for over 30 years. Brazier Mobility specialises in tailored vehicle solutions to keep you active, ensuring your vehicle modification suits your needs, offering you unlimited freedom. Brazier Mobility boasts a team of highly skilled technicians working in a state-of-the-art facility located here in South Australia. No compromises are made when it comes to client satisfaction. Call them for a friendly chat on 1800 Brazier or visit their website braziermobility.com.au Brazier Mobility, creating independence. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2pm until 5pm with Saturday Sports Scoreboard. No matter what your sports passion, we'll be covering it during our three hours together. 
I'll be crossing to various sporting events, we'll chat with your favourite sports stars and we'll take your calls. Every Saturday afternoon, 2 until 5, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, look, I just want to say again, thank you to all those people that um, have sent me messages. Thank you to everybody that sent me emails or faxes or contacted me through Facebook. And please keep sending them. I will answer every message that I get and I answer them personally. I don't have a secretary. I do it myself because I want to keep in touch with my listeners so I can, you know, really work out what they want. And uh, we have um, quite a lot of people now listening to this program on podcast. And the good thing about podcasts, you can go back and listen to it again and again and again. Because people used to ring me up and say, oh, Peter, you had this really guy, guy named Ed somebody rather. And I'd say, oh, yeah. And then it was like two or three months ago. And it, sometimes it was six or nine months ago, you know. And then it, I would have to try and find the person that they're talking about in my diary and then come back and say, oh, yeah, that's who it was. But you can't hear the program again because it's off the computer and, you know. But with this, you can go back and you can just say, oh, I want episode whatever it was or the date or whatever, and you can find the episode. So please keep in touch, let me know, and we'll find the program for you. But, Ed, the, you're talking about business and we're talking about making people happy and all the rest of it. Tell me, let me ask you this question. In your business, who do you think was the, your best employee? There were several, look, a lot of them were very, very good. Mm-hmm. But the ones that stand out the most yeah. was my first employee, was my father. Your father? And he stuck with me for about uh, 12 years before he retired, 12-hour uh, days. I used to say to him, Dad, go home. <laughs> no, I will not go home because somebody's got to be here at night. If you fall over, I've got to pick you up. Yep. So working night shift. Yeah, work no, no, day shift and night shift. Yeah. The next best one was my son. Yeah. Who started working for me when he was uh, six and a half years old. <laughs> He was working. Yeah. And the third one yep. was four and a half, my daughter. Your daughter. <laughs> and every wheel needs four or five nuts. Yes. And I used to be backing up the, the uh, all the uh, nuts in plastic cabs, mm-hmm. uh, plastic bags, mm-hmm. and uh, the little hubcaps putting the stickers on them. Mm-hmm. Every three or four months when the holidays were on, mm-hmm. they would be in a factory with me from 7 o'clock, sometimes to 8, 9 o'clock at night. Really? At times, 
two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's, that's when my wife was overseas. Yes. And uh, they they did not uh, utter a word. They just kept... They were happy to be there. Yep. But were they working or were they just playing? No, 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 no. They were working. <laughs> well, that's interesting because, see, a lot of people say that family businesses and things like that never work well. And yet some of the biggest businesses in the world were father and son businesses or, you know, brother and brother businesses or a family run business, yeah. you know. So it was interesting that your your family, at a very early age, you didn't actually force them to do it, but you encouraged them and they did it. Well, they got 50 cents an hour. Oh, well, there you are. <laughs> I would have come for 50 cents an hour. <laughs> um, David, uh, when he was 16, didn't want to go to school anymore. Yeah. So he chose to uh, to be part of the company. And uh, he had a, you know, an apprenticeship, uh, and he worked for me for as an adult for twenty-two years. Oh wow! Yep. Then I sacked him. Yep. And then you sacked him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There was no favouritism. No favouritism. No, quite, quite honestly. Yep. When he went to uh, work for me full time, David, I'm the boss. You are not the boss's son here. Yep. You are a employee. employee. Yep. Outside the gate, call me dad. Yep. Here. Good. You're the boss. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, the fact is it's a discipline that you have to teach your children. And if we don't teach them, somebody else will. And I keep saying, if you don't teach your children, somebody else will. And the things that other people teach them is not what you want them to know. Exactly. As simple as that. But look, in the Adelaide community, mm-hmm. there is a lot of businesses quite, you know, uh, up and coming mm-hmm. and have really made it all with the family. Yes. Well, obviously, there's a lot of family businesses around the world. I think there's a lot of family businesses. But here, all husband and wives working together. You call that a family? It is a family. You know, a lot of mums and dads work together. Simple as that. You know, and uh, we've got to sort of encourage it and and learn from it. But more importantly, I I like the points that you made earlier that how you you used to get advice from your staff as well as from your managers and and other yeah. consultants. How you had consultants that you used to go to and get advice from. And like you said, some of it was good advice, some of it was bad. Some of it would work, and some you know would never work in your yeah. place. But we were. I would explain to them yeah. why I'm doing it such a way. Yes. Or uh, if uh, your their product is coming along good, mm-hmm. I'd give them extra money. Yeah, excellent. But you designed a lot of the wheels yourself, a lot of the rims yourself, Look, didn't you? The designing. A, wheel, a wheel is a wheel is yeah. a wheel. Yeah. And the only thing that you can design is the, the spoke. spokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the pattern in it. Yeah. 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 And no... Change it from one to another, and so on. Yeah. And sometimes you hit on something that is a winner. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you've had a winning business, and congratulations to you. And thank you so much for coming in. And uh, please keep listening to Radio Italia Uno and donate to our radiothon. It's only going on for a month. We're begging you for money. 
um, we're, we're just asking you to support us because we'd love to support you with anything you're doing as the songs, the music, the shows. Thank you very much. Until we meet again, this is Peter Salerno, and thank you, Ed Sanders, for coming in. Thank you. Bye.